It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And let's get this news on for October 1, the Daylight Saving Edition of WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Joining us this week, Giles Kirby, VK5GK, WIA Director, WIA's AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and bookending the news with old and young timers, Clive VK6CSW and Alex VK2APC. Now, last week may be our first birthday call. So this week, yep, another one. I don't know what we've let ourselves in for here. Maybe lost dog announcements next week. Anyhow, it's a fifth birthday shout-out right now. This is Peter VK5 DMR. This uh, Tuesday night is the fifth anniversary of the VK DMR net. The net started off small when I was living in Queensland and has grown exponentially over the last five years. We've had people call in while on holidays, utilising their hotspots across the country, and even had a few stations call in Maritime Mobile over the years. So dust off those radios and come get your call sign on the log. Timings have changed due to daylight saving. Queensland, 7pm. New South Wales, ACT. Victoria and Tasmania, 8pm. South Australia, 7.30pm. Northern Territory, 6.30. And WA at 5pm. Please come and join us on Talk Group 505 on Australia's largest digital amateur network. This has been Peter, VK5DMR and VK4NBL for VK1WIA. This is WIA Director Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo, providing the board update. Last week, the ACMA consultation on assessor accreditation and arrangements closed and the WIA made a 10-page submission. This submission was an excellent collaboration between the Education and the Spectrum Strategy Committees of the WIA. Online collaboration spaces like Google, Teams and Slack are one of the really great things to come from the different ways we live and work in recent years. Especially useful to us given that we have committee members from all over Australia as well as overseas. The WIA is positive about the direction the ACMA is taking in relation to setting up the assessment service from February 2024, when the deed expires with the AMC. The submission asks some key questions that include, why is there a 50km limit for remote assessments, use of home premises, public liability cover, digital literacy concerns, further clarification about process, recognition of prior learning, and fees and charges. There are also some questions about how the transition process will work, along with ensuring and maintaining the integrity of the assessor system. On behalf of the board, I'd like to say a huge thank you to the Education and Spectrum Strategy Committees for their input, and to Justin Giles-Clark, VK7TW, for bringing it all together. You can find a copy of the WIA submission to the ACMA on the WIA website newsfeed. I've said this before, but the WIA relies on the passion and drive of volunteers to represent the amateur radio service. A relatively small number of dedicated individuals give their time and effort to support the future of amateur radio in Australia, and to each and every one of them, I'm immensely grateful. 
This has been your board update. Best wishes in 73s. This is Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo, for the VK1 WIA National News. Thanks, Giles. Now, did receive a jot point last Monday, September 25, that Darwin to Japan, two metre contacts were made recently, 20 plus on FT8 and SSB. Richie VK8RR has told WIA News he will send us a report soon, so we're looking forward to receiving that audio. In the meantime, a report now on the latest AR magazine. So, dudes, this is Editor-in-Chief of Alder Radio magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. This week, I had to fall on my knees and do a mea culpa for an error I committed last week. In introducing the new Listening In column, I paid tribute to previous AR Magazine columnist Robin Harwood, VK7RH, who contributed Spotlight on SWLing for decades. Mistakenly, I said he was a silent key. My forehead hit the spacebar on my laptop keyboard on being advised of this, followed by an email from Robin himself. My apologies, Robin. Recovering my composure, what else is there in issue 5 which has begun landing in letterboxes and news agents this past week. Given that the ACMA is currently consulting the radio amateur community about working out the details of how examinations and assessments will be carried out in the future, it so happens that we have a very timely article on something of a stumbling block of where exams may be held. Jules Perrin, VK3JFP, a long-time assessor and also a member of our publications committee, describes a recent incident in which exam assessments were withheld until the issue of whether they were conducted at premises other than his residence was resolved. This is a must-read article that is of particular interest to all present and past assessors, as well as clubs, and for that matter, anyone with an interest in the governance of amateur radio in Australia. The issue has been referenced in the WIA's recent submission to the ACMA's consultation on proposed amateur radio qualifications and assessor accreditation arrangements. For the Solder Smoke Brigade, we have a nifty mod for the Pop and Pulsar test project published in Issue 2. Remember that? It generates an audio pulse for testing and setting up transceivers and linear amps, saving you having to whistle or repeat hello. Keith Gurley, VK5OQ, describes how he substituted a MOSFET in place of the LED LDR assembly that pulsed the audio tone in the original project designed by Jim Tregellis, VK5JST. October being Jamboree on the air, that is, Jota, we have Alec Cherry, VK2APC, with Below 25, a column about young people on the air. He outlines the story of how Jota came about in the late 1950s and was joined by Jambri on the internet, Jody, in the late 1990s. Jody with Jody burst into life over 20th through 22nd October. The Geelong Amateur Radio Club celebrates 75 years of life this year. Tony Collis, VK3JGC, tells the story of the club's formation and later acquisition of the callsign VK3ATL. To mark its Diamond Jubilee, Geelong ARC obtained the special event call sign VI-75G for use all year. Look for it on the bands. There's a special QSL card to be had. 
If you're keen on playing ham radio in the outdoors, you'll be eager to read of the 2023 Pilliger Park Fest. Marty Nelson VK4KC tells about the adventures of the 20 participants. Elsewhere in issue 5, Warren McGee VK6UU goes into remote stations with a focus on VK6CRO located at Carnarvon, which is on Western Australia's coast some 890 kilometres north of Perth. Completing issue 5's focus on when all else fails, we have an article on the role amateur radio plays in the new $25 million purpose-built Disaster Emergency Management Centre on Queensland's Gold Coast. In addition, Newcomer's Notebook goes into the matter of the Go Box, a complete all-in-one portable amateur radio station, something that you can pick up and take with you in an emergency where independent communications is needed. What's more, Spectrum Horizons is back with an article detailing how two clubs with keen interest in VHF, UHF and microwaves, one from VK2 and one from VK4, got together on a lonely lookout in northern New South Wales to do it differently for the 2023 Winter VHF UHF Field Day. It's a soliloquy on a sojourn. This issue's Alara column from Jenny VK3WQ updates details on the Alara Meet event happening in Hobart in four weeks' time. VI7 Alara can be worked until 9 November. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 5 for 2023. Serving Australian radio amateurs for 90 years. Available in print and online. I'm Roger Harrison, VK2 ZRH for VK1 WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. In news from Region 1, WRTC 2026 becomes an RSGB-affiliated special interest group. The United Kingdom is delighted to have been awarded the hosting rights for the 10th WRTC taking place in July 2026. Every four years, much like the Olympic Games, the World Radio Sport Team Championship, known as WRTC, relocates itself to a new host nation. WRTC is a radio contest event designed to provide a platform for high-achieving ham radio contesters to compete on a level playing field. In the same geographic region, using identical antennas, output power and other operating conditions. Each team will have to qualify over a significant period of time by participating and scoring extremely well in a collection of HF radio contests from this month, October 2023, to March 2025. Then in July 2026, 50 qualifying teams, comprising of 100 operators, will arrive in the UK from most parts of the world and will represent their home countries, much like the style seen in the Olympic Games. The International Broadcasting Convention was held in September in Amsterdam with over 43,000 attendees, 1,250 exhibitors and 325-plus speakers across an expanded number of theatre halls to champion new technologies, future business models and creative innovations that broaden the horizons of media and entertainment. The organisers noted that topics such as cloud and AI were front and centre throughout the show floor theatres and exhibition halls. 
Organisers also announced that IBC will return in September of 2024 in Amsterdam. To news from Region 2 in Canada, the Cambridge Amateur Radio Club Victor Echo 3 Sierra Whiskey Romeo went QRT earlier this month following a break-in at the shed where the club stores its equipment. Stepping up and lending a helping hand, or is that a helping ham, the Kitchener-Waterloo Amateur Radio Club. While the Cambridge Club sorts out the damage and losses from the early September incident, members have been given use of the Kitchener-Waterloo Club's equipment and repeaters. Harry Nyzen, Victor Echo 3 Hotel Zulu, president of the Kitchener Club, told CBC that it was natural for the club to open its doors to help fellow hams. According to a story on the CBC website, Scott Mitchell, Victor Alpha 3 Golf Golf Tango, president of the Cambridge Club, said that the club's electric generator went missing, along with numerous tools after the break-in. Part of the storage shed had been set on fire and the club's repeaters suffered smoke damage. The club's duplexer had been thrown to the other side of the shed and was also destroyed. In the USA, the Amateur Radio Operator's Toolkit for Disaster Assistance usually consists of towers, radios, antennas and other communications equipment. Now, one club in Missouri has just added a new device, one that communicates with the heart. AR Newsline said Sedalia Pettis Amateur Radio Club has a new addition to its emergency communications trailer. It's an AED, an automated external defibrillator, which is capable of restoring the heart's natural rhythm in cases of cardiac arrest. Kilo Echo Zero Quebec Yankee Alpha told local media that the AED will be placed in the emergency communication trailer that hams use during disaster drills, as well as real emergencies. To news from Region 3, who listens to the radio? In Indonesia, their regulator now authorises the simulcasting of analogue and DRM digital radio in the standard broadcast bands we here in Australia are used to in our radios. Plus, in VHF Band 3, the new regulation authorises the use of DRM in the 174 to 202 MHz portion of the band and DAB Plus in 202 to 230 MHz. There's no requirement to simulcast analogue and digital signals, and there's no analogue shutoff plan in the regulation. In China, a joint recommendation from the National Radio and Television Administration, the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, and the State Administration for Market Regulation has called for strengthening in-car radio reception, in part by accelerating the rollout of DRM for domestic AM broadcasters. The recommendation calls for accelerated integration and expansion of AM networks using the DRM radio standard, as well as for promoting the use of analogue digital simulcasts. Finally, Pakistan Federal Minister for Information and Broadcasting, Murtanza Salangi, addressed the International Conference on Radio Resource Control and Management at IBC 2023 highlighting Radio Pakistan's digitisation efforts, which includes a transition to DRM digital broadcasting in all wave bands. In late July, we here at WIA National News told how Radio Pakistan broke ground on a massive DRM project, including a new 1,000-kilowatt transmitter that extends the broadcaster's reach from the Mediterranean to the Pacific. New Zealand Amateur Radio Milestones Arguably the best laid out and easy to navigate webpage showing a timeline of notable events for amateur radio in New Zealand and NZART 
is to be found on their nzart.org.nz webpage. Craig Crawford, Zulu Lima 3, Tango Lima Bravo, is to be congratulated on this project. Now, I'm pretty sure it isn't our own WIA news editor VK4BB Graham Kemp, but way back in 1888, the first entry on this timeline is one G. Kemp, who began wireless experiments in Gisborne, New Zealand. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with Felix VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, October, Oceania DX contest. Phone, the October 7 and 8, 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. CW, October 14, 15, from 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. 75th CQ Worldwide DX Contest SSB leg is October 28-29 with the CW test November 25-26. Both legs run 0000 hours UTC Saturday ending 23-59 hours UTC Sunday. VHF Eurochip Spring Field Day 25-26 November 0100 hours UTC Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday but for our Perth listeners and viewers, in fact, all over VK6, you can add three hours on the start and end times. DX window, October. The special call sign, VI7ALARA, is active on the HF bands until the 8th of November, commemorating the Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association's meeting to be held in Hobart, Tasmania. The call sign is being operated by a number of YLs in Tasmania and throughout Australia. See com for more details. Acromegaly Awareness Day this year has to raise awareness of this medical condition. A special call sign all of November, VI4ACRO. VI10BKFF running all year celebrates the 10-year anniversary of the BKFF group. VK90AR for Amateur Radio Magazine. October 2023 this year sees your WIA celebrating 90 years of continuous publishing of Amateur Radio Magazine, the official journal of the Wireless Institute of Australia. The WIA will be running the VK90AR activity until December 31. Special Event Station VI100MB all year. Celebrates his centenary with the Manly Warringah Radio Society. Rebel DX Group are using the call sign T22T from Tuvalu, IOTA OC015. Till the 9th of October, on 160 to 6 metres, using SSB and FT8, either in normal or foxhound mode. Visit the QRZ.com page for T22T for further details. Here's Kiribati. Ken KH6QJ is QRVS T32OZ from Kiridamati, IOTA. OC024 until October 17. QSL to home call, which again is KH6QJ. France. Special event station TM23RUGB will be QRV October 16 to 22 during the Rugby World Cup. Activity will be on the HF bands QSL via F5KHG. 
For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Linger. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, first up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Ben Lloyd is taking on the challenge of activating 10 new summits with some amateur radio equipment. In Ben Lloyd's case, it means taking on 10 new summits in the Outer Hebrides. Ben is a board director for Radio Society of Great Britain, the RSGB, the UK's National Society for Amateur Radio Enthusiasts, and is planning to climb 10 summits on remote islands and from there make soda contacts to the world. When successful, it will be the first time the summits have ever been activated. Worldwide Special Interest Group CW. Hams in Latvia celebrate the mechanical key. You may have worked the Latvian contest group YL1ZX in any number of major contests on the band over the course of any year. Well, now those same hams are involved in another activity, one that its members have organised as a kind of celebration. It's a celebration of the mechanical key used by many CW operators. This one-hour activity featuring bugs, sideswiper and straight keys will encourage amateurs to shake the dust off on the 13th of October and engage in as many QSOs as they can using a simple exchange. The activity frequencies will be between 3.520 MHz and 3.560 MHz. Operators will be calling CQMK, of course, for Mechanical Key. This is the third activity of its kind that the group will have hosted this year in the hopes of recognising these keys' increasing popularity. For details and to see the operator's simple exchange, see the link that can be found in the text version of this week's WIA National News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Researchers have designed a miniature rocket thruster so small that it can only be fabricated using techniques originally intended for creating silicon microchips. Satellites weighing under 10 kilograms, constituting approximately 90% of today's satellite launches, present a unique set of challenges when it comes to developing components for them. Among the most critical challenges is designing rocket thrusters tailored to the limitations of CubeSats. These thrusters must not only be diminutive in size, but also uncomplicated, unpressurised, low power and devoid of toxic materials. Funded by the European Space Agency, this thruster meets these stringent criteria, with its primary attribute being its diminutive size. The entire thruster chip, comparable in length to a human fingernail, features a combustion chamber and nozzle measuring a mere one millimetre. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Here's Clive, VK6CSW, with a reminder. Reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's October Bulletin to go to air. This month, Andrew, VK3CAH, brings us the latest club news, after which I'll be talking about the Earth Inductor Compass, followed by Bill, VK3BR, telling us about the AA3 Mark VII gunfire control system. 
Everyone, ROTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the programme and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmissions, times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. The next lunchtime meeting for members and friends of the RAOTC in Perth is on Tuesday, October the 10th at the Woodbridge Hotel, East Guildford, starting at 11.30. All are welcome. Full details are on the club website. 7.3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. And once again, tune in tomorrow for the October ROTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. And speaking of old-timers, I was just thinking, who is VK's oldest ham? Let us know. Drop national news at wia.org.au a quick note so we can give our elder statesman a shout out. Much like the ARRL has credited W4OXH Oscar Norris as the USA's oldest. Oscar turned 106 last Monday, September 25. Hope you had a great day, Oscar. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. All official scouting frequencies worldwide are shown in the text edition of this news. And with more scouting news, here's Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Cole. Jamboree on the air, Jamboree on the internet, Jota Jody is on this month from 20th of October to 22nd of October. Uncle Kempi, VK4 Baker Baker, has told me about a great Jota Jody resource whilst he was searching Facebook recently. It is from our friends at Ham Radio Ireland in which they have credited an Aussie club, the Manly Warringah Radio Society, VK2MB. In the past, VK2MB has taken HF rigs and antennas to a nearby Jota campsite. Setting up and tearing down all the gear was a lot of work, so they worked with the Scout Association to streamline the whole operation and give the youth members a broader introduction to amateur radio. These days, scouts and guides are brought to the club rooms in groups for about an hour and a half each. They are split up into smaller groups and during their time they rotate between a number of different activities, each lasting about 15 minutes. They learn how to assemble an emergency radio station, get an introduction to shortwave radio, see electronic signals uh, with an oscilloscope, and play games across the radio such as battleships. Another fun game they play is based off on the training mission from the smartphone app Escape Team. The scouts on this Jota Jody play a code-breaking game where they race the clock to crack the secret codes that will defuse a bomb that threatens the city. The site is well worth a visit. The link for this can be found in our text edition of the WIA National News, wia.org.au. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. Next up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. In the wake of the devastating and tragic earthquake that struck Morocco on September 8, satellite data is proving to be a vital asset for emergency response teams. The International Charter Space and Major Disasters, which offers rapid support during major crises, quickly deployed Earth observation assets to assist rescue efforts. Additionally, radar measurements from Europe's Copernicus Sentinel-1 satellite mission are being utilised to assess ground shifts caused by the earthquake. This information not only aids in planning reconstruction efforts, 
but also advances in scientific research. The powerful 6.8 magnitude earthquake hit the Atlas Mountains, about 75 kilometres from Marrakesh, Morocco, resulting in significant loss of life, building collapses and infrastructure damage. The International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, along with the United Nations, invoked the International Charter Space and Major Disasters. This initiative allows for the swift provision of satellite imagery to define the extent of the disaster, enhancing rescue operations. In alignment with this collaboration, the Copernicus Emergency Mapping Service was activated to share satellite data in response, and high-resolution images from France's Pliard satellites were used to create detailed damage maps, aiding rescue teams in their operations. Worldwide Special Interest Group Stamp Collecting Radio Amateurs Australia Post is set to mark 100 years of public broadcast radio by showcasing a new Australian stamp release. The new centenary of broadcast radio stamp releases feature images from broadcast radio's early years with the first day of issue release set for October 17 to mark the centenary of broadcast radio in Australia. Now you're up to date with the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au 2023 social scene and one of our quickest is this month, October, only one ham activity has been notified and that is Perth Tech in VK6 happens October 28. So now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4, BB, walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.